So we had an amazing three days, actually six weeks, four months actually, <laughs> in preparation for all of this. And it's over. You know what I mean? It came, it happened. We got the t-shirt. Who got an Awake America t-shirt? But we, we, will, we will walk away from these this week different. We will look back to this week and we'll say, hey, God met us that week. My life has been different. And we're about to see God do something this next year, the next 12 months, after summer, moving into the new school year. By next year, this time, God is going to do some radical things through this body in this community. Through you. And if you're from out of wherever, then where you go, God is going to do radical things through you in your town and in your city. Amen. It's almost like there's no words to say. You just, you, can, you just linger in this and absorb it. There's an atmosphere here that you can absorb. Amen? You are in what I would call a recreation chamber right now. How many of you watch Mandalorian? So you know that thing that he climbs in that helps him, right? Well, that's what's happening right here. If you don't watch Mandalorian, you've got you to go figure it out. But it's like a chamber that you can climb in that restores your body. When you come into the presence of God, you come into resurrection life. You're in the, you're in the atmosphere of life. Jesus came that you would have life and have it more abundantly. You cannot be in the atmosphere of heaven without your body being restored. It's impossible. You walk into a room that stinks, you're impacted. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You go into the bathroom after a loved one has come out of there. And the glory of that, it's not very pleasant. But let me tell you, when you come into the glory atmosphere of heaven, you cannot stay the same. Except it's something that you want more of. Can I get an amen? And so while you're sitting here, just drink. Because it's thick in here today. And when you, when you are in this atmosphere... God wants to do some work on you, and sometimes it's not an instant thing. It has to saturate and work through you into some deeper areas. So just enjoy it. And what, yeah, what you're going to feel, you're going to feel waves come through at different times. If you just giggle for no reason, it's okay. We, we, we're okay with that. Amen. So... Uh, before we receive today's offering, I'm just going to share a few tidbits, and then uh, we'll head out of here. No, we'll stop. We're not doing no chicken nuggets today. So, uh, uh, Nick Cannon and Vanilla Ice. I mean, it was a pretty famous day for me yesterday. So Pastor Chris and Pastor Caleb said, you know what? We need to interrupt the lip sync battle with something epic. And somehow these guys convinced me. I don't know. Peer pressure is terrible when you're around pastoral people, you know, anointed people. And they, they got me so wound up that they got me thinking that I could drop Vanilla Ice Ice Baby on the stage. You know, 
I am not 18 years old anymore, you know. MC Hammer is long gone. Whoa, whoa. But it was fun. I don't know why I went there, but. You should try talking in this atmosphere. You should try it. Try singing in it. Siobhan, you'll never be the same. You stepped into a new season. And the things you've been praying for and the things that you've been crying out to God for, you're going to see it. It's, and there's no effort involved. It comes by the Spirit as an impartation. And I've been t- I told you guys two weeks ago that we are in a season of testing. Look at the person next. You say testing. There is no promotion. There is no graduation without first passing the test. We have kids that are graduating, and they're going from elementary school to middle school. They're going from middle school to high school. They're going from high school to out of school. The best day of your life. Who knows what I'm talking about? The day I left the prison of school was the most epic day of my life. I felt like I was trapped. If you go to school in Africa, it's different. You got to wear like a full suit, basically. You got to wear smart shoes, aka dress shoes. You got to have, <laughs> they got Bluetooth. You got laces. Your shoes have to be polished. It's like you're in military school, right? You cannot taper your pants. You got to wear these weird baggy things. It's just horrible, especially when skinny things are in style. And you got to wear this to school. It hurts you deeply. The fashion, horrible. You had to have your shirt tucked in. You had to wear a belt. If your shirt came out the back, you were in trouble if your tail was hanging out. And then you had to wear a tie. You had to button your top collar. And you had to make your tie. A couple of kids sneaky did clip-on ties. You had to learn how to make a tie. You had to learn how to tie your shoelaces. Not these Velcro straps. Lights in your shoes. Your hair was not allowed to touch your eyebrows, your ears, or your collar. It's like they put a bowl on your head and just shave. And my parents had a hair salon. So, you know, I was always in trouble. I don't know why I'm talking about dress code. But that's where we are right now. The test. (laughs) Look at somebody and tell them promotion. Doesn't come from the north, the south, the east, or the west. You cannot promote yourself. Promotion comes from the Lord. And when He promotes you, it doesn't matter. No man can stop the promotion. Amen? It doesn't matter what man tries to do to steal your promotion. When God gives you something, nobody can take it from you. And the Lord is getting ready to promote us, especially those who have been faithful, those who have been serving. You know, 
If you're going to face a test, that means that you should have been prepared for the test. Do we have any teachers in the room? You would never test a student without first giving them instruction. Unless you want to figure out what they already know, right? But the Lord has had us in school the last year. And the question is, have you been listening? Have you been paying attention? Because you're going to get tested in different seasons. And based on how well you participated in class will determine how well you do during your time of testing. And there is no promotion without you being tested. And when the test comes, it's real. Uh, We've faced a couple of these things ourselves in the last two weeks. And it's all about watching your heart. Look at the person next to you and say, your attitude. How is your attitude when you're being faced with something that's offensive? How is your attitude when something is being taken from you or something is being done to you that is out of your control? Do you respond in love or do you turn back to the flesh and respond from your flesh? Because God wants to test your maturity to see if you really trust Him, even in the trial. Everything you face is just a test. Look at the person next and say, everything you face is just a test. And as you overcome those things, you grow in the Spirit, and you realize that test is over. I know how to deal with that. That thing no longer controls my emotions. That thing no longer gets me concerned and worried and laden up at night. Why? Because I'm secure in my relationship with God and nothing moves me. And so when things begin to move and shift on the inside of your emotions, God is trying to get you set free from something that has you bound. What what happens is the pressure comes to reveal to you where you're shaky so that God can remove the thing that needs to be removed so you can become solid. But if you don't understand how God works in you and how God wants to change you, every time you face a circumstance or a test, you think it's the devil. And instead of being focused on God, you're focused on what the enemy is doing. So that means the enemy has got your attention more than God does. And so God wants to shift your focus from the circumstance to Him. And when you look at Him and you see what He has and who He is, you're not worried about it anymore. Because you have peace. Can I get an amen? Amen. Open your Bible to the book of Luke. So we're in a season of testing because God is getting ready to promote. Siobhan just got promoted. She got a promotion. It's an impartation that comes on the inside of you. It's supernatural. It's a grace. It's like downloading an app on your phone, and now you can do something effortlessly. It's like you are able to do something that you've never been able to do before. And you don't know how it works, but it unlocks in you, and it flows through you naturally. So there's an expansion that God brings on the inside of you, and then God just begins to flow through you in a brand new way. And it has nothing to do with you. 
It just means that you surrendered another piece of your heart for God to work through. Is this too deep for you? So let me show you something about the Holy Ghost that you didn't know. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's God. Where is the Holy Spirit? Where? Right here on the earth. Where is the Father? Where is Jesus? And what did Jesus send to the earth? The Holy Spirit. Who do you need to learn to work with? If you don't like what the Holy Spirit does, then you don't like the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is God. Can I get an amen? So what you have to do is you have to stop trying to control what God wants to do. And just let Him do it. Look at somebody and say, don't be a control freak. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus, okay, wait, whoa, let's go back. Luke chapter 3, 21. The baptism of Jesus. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. Say, Jesus was baptized. He was praying and the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. Say, like a dove. Say, the Holy Ghost is not a dove. He rested on him gently. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. So here Jesus has an encounter when the Holy Spirit comes upon him. He gets baptized in water. The heavens open. And while he's praying, the Spirit of God comes upon him. God speaks to him and he knows that he is the Son of God. Fast forward. Luke chapter 4. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say full. Returned from the Jordan River. That's where he was baptized. And he was led. Everybody say led. By the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. What happens if the, dev if the Holy Ghost wants to lead you to the devil for you to be tested? What happens when the Holy Ghost leads you into a situation to see how you're going to respond? He wants to know what's on the inside of you. How are you going to respond to the circumstance? How are you going to respond to the situation? How are you going to respond to the thing that's coming at you? Do you believe that you're a son of God? Do you believe that you're a child of God? That means if you're a child of the Most High God, you have a Father in Heaven that loves you and is pleased with you. So you've got to, number one, believe that God loves you and God is pleased with you. The minute that the devil can get you to doubt God's love for you, you're in trouble. Because then you think you're abandoned and God is not with you. And I want you to know what Jesus did on the cross, he finished it. He wasn't like, oh, I got these five things left undone. Like when your husband begins to renovate the house. No, when Jesus did the job, he finished it. There was nothing left to do. He broke the power of sin. He broke the curse of poverty. He broke the curse of sickness and disease. 
He broke the curse of you being kept out of the presence of God, where you once again have access to the throne room of God, where you can have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you, the breath of God, the breath of life, walking with the presence and the power of God on the inside of you. But if your mind isn't renewed to who you are, then when you face testing, like we're about to read, then you doubt yourself and you begin to doubt God. I want you to know God can come through any circumstance or any situation. And so here it says, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. This wasn't a, this wasn't a one-hour test. This wasn't a one-week test. How many of you have been through a season of challenge, a season of trial? Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said, so that means the devil talks, if you are the Son of God. Reverse, go back to Luke chapter 3, verse 21, verse 22. Jesus was baptized, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You are my Son, and you bring me great joy. Verse 3 says, The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God. Listen, when you know who you are and you stand in your authority, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. I don't have to prove nothing to you. I don't have to prove that I'm a father. I have three children. Look. I don't have to prove that I'm married. Just look. I don't have to prove it. I don't have to go to my house, open up my chest under my bed, go through my papers and produce a certificate that says you're married. Right there. And that, that ring is about to grow. Yeah, I'm believing. That thing's doubling. I've already had that thing stirring in me, and when that thing pops, I know we're talking about testing, but let me tell you a quick story for those of you believing for jewelry. Anybody believing for some jewelry? Any ladies believing for some jewelry? So when, when Missy and I got married, I had no money. She really loved me. I had long hair. I don't have much left. And I had a thicker accent, you know, I'm from South Africa. That's gone too. It's watered down, yes. Yeah, it's blended. You know, and I had an, I had an encounter with the Lord. Misty and I were on the phone. We'd been friends for about a year, serving in ministry together. And I was kind of scared to get married. Anybody? know what that feels like? And I needed some real confirmation from Jesus, you know. And so I wasn't even thinking about marriage, actually. I was just in love with the Lord, doing the work of God, pursuing what the Lord had for me. I was on the phone with her one night at 9.30, those old phones that have the long thingy, my Bob's keys. And I'm sitting there on the bed. We're having a conversation, and I turn the phone off, and I have an open vision, and I see a scroll unroll in front of me, and it has writing all over it. And instantly I know Misty's my wife and that God has a future for us together. So I picked up that phone, dialed her number, and I said, we're getting married. 
She said, okay. <laughs> Epic proposal. People go and see elephants. They fly in air balloons. They go to restaurants where there's rings in the drinks. And I said, we're getting married. Super romantic. Oh, I had a scroll. Yeah, I had a scroll. And so, <clears throat> that next Sunday morning, now I'm broke. I got like a hundred bucks to my name. That next Sunday morning, I'm standing at the altar in worship. And I got my hands lifted, and while I'm worshiping the Lord, I have a vision, and I see heaven open. And as heaven opened, out of the light of heaven came a, a, a ring, a diamond ring. And as it fell out of heaven, it dropped into my heart, and I felt it like somebody put something inside of me. Right after that service, faith, look at somebody and say, faith is substance. When the substance of faith enters you, you feel it go into you. Faith is a substance. And when it drops in you, you know it's in you. You can't doubt it. I watched this thing fall out of heaven and it dropped into my heart. I knew I had it. You couldn't convince me that I didn't have it. Because it really happened. So I'm not by faith trying to say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm getting that ring. No, I got it. Look at the person next to you and say, when you've got it, you've got it. You just rest. Because that faith substance secures you. It holds you. Amen? So the things that God has promised you, you hold it in your earthen vessel. It's like a treasure. And all you've got to do is keep standing, believing, praying, and keep walking, and you will arrive at that destination. It will move from your heart to your hand. There's suddenly moments that are getting ready to break. The next six months of this year, you're going to see things that have been in your heart. They're going to move into your hand. Can I get an amen? But you're going through testing. Look at the person next to you and say, you're being tested right now. And so right after that service, God works it out. Right after that service, a brand new couple had come to the church. They were in the diamond business. Go figure. And I had to meet these guys. That was my job, to connect with the new people that came to the church. And I said, look, we're getting married. I need a ring. Money began to come from all over. People began to just hand me money. They heard we're getting married. One lady walked up to me and said, the Lord spoke to me six months ago that you're going to get married to Misty. And when you propose to her for me to give you this check. Look at the person next to you and say, God has already prepared the provision when you make the decision. You don't have to worry about the money. You just have to make the decision and the money will show up because God's already been preparing for it. Amen? So you're like wondering, God wants me to do this, but I don't have the money. Just do it. Trust Him. And so by Tuesday morning, I was holding a 1.2 carat diamond in my hand, supernatural, given to me by God. I had enough money to buy myself a ring and a bunch of flowers, and we were married in Misty's mom and dad's place in front of the fireplace one week later. So those of you who are thinking about getting married, you don't need to spend $20,000 and go into debt. If you love the person, get married. Don't overextend yourself. Can I get an amen? I don't know who that's for, but go for it. 
pop the question. Back to the message. Verse 4, Jesus told them, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Deuteronomy 8.3 says people don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Well, the devil hadn't finished with him. This is a 40-day problem. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world. And in a moment of time, he said, I will give you the glory of these kingdoms. Hold up. Here the devil says, I will give you. Don't think that the devil doesn't have stuff that he wants to give you. He wants to make a deal. He says, I'll give you the glory of these kingdoms, the very thing Jesus wanted, and give you authority over them. And the, and the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. He doesn't have them anymore. Jesus took them. But he says, I will give it all to you if, look at the person next to you and say, if you will do what? You will worship me. Go over to the book of John. I think it's really, really interesting. In the book of John chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus speaking, he says, The time is coming, and indeed, indeed is here and now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is looking for those who will worship Him. Isn't that interesting that the devil wants to steal the worship that the Father is looking for? Who are you worshiping? Which altar do you worship at? Do you worship in the house of the Lord or are you at some other weird places? The devil wants your worship. He wants your focus. He wants your adoration. He wants your attention. Look at the person next to you and say, do not give your attention to what the devil is doing. He's the father of lies. He's got a plan of destruction. You don't have to worry about what he's doing. You just got to worry about what your heavenly father is doing. Even Jesus at the age of 12, he went to the temple, left his parents and said, I need to be about my father's business. And I prophesy that your children from this day forward will be about their heavenly father's business. Can I get an amen? Your kids are going to grow up in your household concerned about the things of God. Even as you shift your focus, your kids will shift their focus. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Whew, Jesus. And Jesus replied, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you're the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and guard you. And they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus responded, the scriptures also say. So I want you to know. The devil's going to test you in the area where you're weak, when you're hungry. The devil is going to test you in your identity. He's going to test your worship. And then he's going to test your knowledge of the word of God. Because the devil knows the scriptures. And he knows how to twist them suckers. How many of you know some people that twist scripture? Any scripture you give them, they twist it and throw it right back at you. And then they twist your words to other people. 
There's only one thing that twists, and that's a serpent. And I love this, verse 13, when the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. So I want you to know when you're going to go through seasons of testing, it's only a season. There's a beginning to it and there is an end to it. Can I get an amen? But there will be another opportunity for you to be tested. But let's take a look at what happened to Jesus after his test was over. It'd be good to see what happened. Amen. Verse 14. Let's go back. Luke chapter 3, verse 21, 22. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized as he was praying. The heavens opened, the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you're my dearly beloved son, and you bring me great joy. 4 verse 1. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, full of the Holy Spirit. Go to verse 14, verse 1. Then Jesus returned to Galilee Filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Look at the person next to you and say, when you overcome testing, you now have power to deliver other people and help them through their tests. You see, family, the whole purpose of testing is for you to be tested so that you can overcome and then help others overcome. He gives you the power. He was filled with the Spirit's power. And reports about him begin to spread quickly throughout the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. And when he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath. That's a powerful scripture. Look at somebody and say, Jesus went to church regularly. See that word there, usual? Look at somebody and say, Jesus went to the temple regularly. Don't tell me you don't need church. If Jesus needed to get baptized and he got baptized, then you need to be baptized. If Jesus needed the Holy Ghost, then guess what? You need the Holy Ghost. If Jesus went to church, I think you should go to church too. Regularly, not occasionally. To worship. Just saying, Pastor Nick coming out there slightly, and I stand by my message. And then it goes on to talk about the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news. Look at somebody and tell them, the minute you break through, you got some good news to take to somebody. Ah, na, na, na. How many of you have got a message of good news that God delivered you and you passed the test and you had a breakthrough? You got some good news that you can tell somebody. I want you to know that your testimony is powerful and your testimony has the power to set somebody else free. He sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released. When you broke through, you got released from something. Guess what? You got the power to break somebody else free. The blind will see. Where they were blind and they couldn't see themselves stumbling over and over that thing, guess what? They now see clearly and they can walk out of that trap that they were in. The oppressed will be set free. The oppression breaks off them. And now you walk in a whole new level of God's favor and goodness. But, look at the person next to you. 
There's always a but involved. I'm not going to sing big butts. So he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All the synagogues looked at the guys in the synagogue looked at him and he began to speak to them. The scripture you just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. So people are going to like you. Some people are going to like you. But then there's some people that are going to doubt. How can this be? Isn't this Joseph's boy? He's the son of a carpenter. People who know your past are going to look at you puzzled. And they're going to be like, how is it that that person who was in that situation is now doing that? This does not compute. This does not make sense. I cannot figure this out. How did they go from a drug addict, stealing money, lives destroyed, now in their right minds and being a blessing to people? Something happened in that person's life. You're going to amaze some people. When you break through, you can tell that you had a breakthrough because your life changes. You don't have to go around like, I'm a Christian and hold the Bible. No, just by your lifestyle, you can see something happen to you. So good. So good. I got you. Then he said, you will undoubtedly quote me, the proverb, physician, heal yourself, meaning do miracles here in your own hometown like you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Some of the people in your own family are not going to believe it. They're going to doubt it. This, it'll pass. It's just a little phase. They got a Bible. They had an encounter. But... And then Jesus goes and offends these guys. He says, certainly there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three days and three and a half years and severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was, was not sent to any of them. He was instead sent to a foreigner, a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of the prophet Elijah. But the only one healed was Naaman the Syrian. So here Jesus is digging into them now. Look at the person next to you and say, give it to the religious. Just give it to them. Give them some straight-up truth. Amen? Don't be afraid. But look at this. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Where were the people? Say some religious people are going to be furious that you got a breakthrough. How did you get a breakthrough? Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of a hill which, was in the, which the town had built, and they intended to push him over the cliff. Look at somebody next to you and say, when you step into your authority, when you get a breakthrough, you're going to have the blinders come off. You get, the captive is going to be set free. You're going to walk in a new favor of God. You have the power to set other people free. You're going to confuse some people. You're going to amaze other people. But then there are going to be people that are going to hate you and they're going to persecute you. Can I get an amen? And they're going to want to kill you. But what did Jesus do? He walked right through the midst of them. 
I want you to know that the Lord will protect you. Can I get an amen? I want you to stand with me this morning. Can you say hallelujah? Look at the person next to you and tell him, you're about a breakthrough. You're going to pass your test. It's just for a little season. Get your eyes off the devil. Get your eyes off the problem. Get your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the way maker. He's going to make a way through. He's going to give you wisdom from above. Heavenly Father, right now, I thank you for your people today. Even as we have been in this service today, God, that you've given them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to know what the Spirit of God is saying. Heavenly Father, today I thank you that as we've been in this atmosphere, you've been working in people's bodies, God. You've been restoring digestive systems, Lord. You've been, you've been cleansing the blood, God. Father, you've been working in people's legs where they were having tingles and numbness in the legs. The circulation is being restored. Father, I thank you that you're clearing out all issues of COVID in the lungs and any lung issues. Father, you've taken the weight off people's shoulders and migraines. If you've had migraines, they are broken in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that you've, you've, put a deposited, you've deposited some faith substance in the heart of people today and the wisdom they need to overcome the test that they are facing. And Father, I thank you they will break through and they will be promoted. Oh, yep, I hear that. And the Lord would even say unto thee, prophesying Elizabethan English. The Lord says, some of you have not prepared for the test. You've been lazy. You've been rebellious. You haven't done the work. But His grace is available to you today. So don't beat yourself up. He's doing an acceleration on the inside of you to catch you up. So that you do not miss the season that is ahead. So Father, I thank you for that now. In the name of Jesus, that those who are, have not been properly prepared, that you prepared them in the service today. And I thank you for breakthroughs in Jesus' mighty name. Can I get an amen? amen. Can I get a hallelujah? hallelujah? Give God a shout of praise. So listen up. Everybody say this. Say, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. You died and rose from the dead. I'm going to follow you with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. I put your word at the number one place in my life. I thank you, Lord, that you lead me and you guide me, that you teach me in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah.